Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Calgary, 1234 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We got the Battle of Alberta. We got the man that wrote the Battle of Alberta book, Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector coming up at 105 for Horse Racing Alberta, Live Racing Northlands Park. Uh, thoroughbred style kicks off May 5th. But we are pleased right now to be joined on the line by a guy who knows the Calgary market as well as anybody. So we head off to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. It is Eric Francis, who is a Sportsnet analyst and Calgary Sun and Herald and Sportsnet.ca columnist. Eric, how are you? I'm, I'm well, my friend. It's warm here. Well, you're here. You know in Calgary it's warm. Everything's melting. We'll be golfing in, what, two, three weeks. Uh, the question is, uh, are both organizations going to be golfing a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Everybody in Calgary is all in a tizzy right now because uh, Kananaskis, you know, the, one of the, the great golf courses in our country, is uh, is back open for business this year. And they started taking tee times yesterday. And it's like everyone I've talked to in Calgary has already made a tee time. The question is, how many flames have made tea times already? Yeah, it's a big question. All right, so we, and you and me have had multiple conversations over. I mean, I'm you know who's the biggest supporter for a Calgary Arena deal in uh, north of Red Deer? That would be me because I want I want the Flames to have, and it might take to 2026 to make it happen. But you know, uh, no excuses for either organization, right? Like I'm an old school Battle of Alberta guy. I love the uh, Oilers and the Flames in the 1980s. I respected how good those teams were in Calgary. Don't get me wrong, Eric. I didn't like a lot of those guys, but I respected how good the Flames were. And I want the Oilers and Flames to be there again. We all know it's been a disappointing year in Edmonton. Uh, has the season in Calgary, has it been, how would you assess it overall, and how much of it has had to do with when Mike Smith's been on his game and then when Mike Smith's been out of the lineup? Well, I don't think anybody thought the whole season would rest on Mike Smith. I mean, I obviously, and not to draw an analogy to the Oilers, but if, if, if Mike Smith didn't pan out and he wasn't that, that good, then you, the Flames would be having a season like the Oilers. They'd have been out of it, you know, by January, you know, so... Uh, he has been their MVP when he did, when he got hurt. Uh, the season was jeopardized tremendously and obviously hangs in the balance of games like tonight's. Uh, but how this season, I would characterize it. I don't know if I'd go as far as disappointing, but they're certainly huge underachievers. I stick to the manager that this team is far too good to miss the playoffs. And yet right now, they're certainly on the outside looking in and they're a long shot to make the playoffs. It's, it's not, it's not the way the script went. I actually think that a lot of people in this city are kind of in shock. They just couldn't fathom that this team, everyone knew it would be close to get into a playoff spot because there's so much parity and great teams around us. But I don't think anyone really thought, holy cow, this team might actually miss the playoffs. People saw this, like a lot of people in Edmonton, as a stepping stone season to getting them to say one step closer to, okay, this year they'll get in and maybe win a couple rounds, and next year's the year, that they really start being a Stanley Cup contender. Obviously, both teams in Alberta nowhere near what those expectations were all about. Well, Eric, at the start of the year, I had Edmonton 1 and Calgary 2 in the Pacific, so it shows you what I know. Uh, yeah. 
you know, a lot of people out there have the Oilers winning the West or winning the Stanley Cup. The Oilers' issues have been dissected ad nauseum, and the fans aren't in shock in Edmonton. They're mad as hell. There's a big difference there. Yeah. Uh, so what has what what hasn't come to fruition? Because basically, you're telling me the goaltending has been there. So what hasn't been as good as what people expected in Calgary? The defense. The defense. You know, the, everybody talked about the addition of Travis Hamonic giving them arguably the best defenseman in the you know the best group of defensemen in the NHL. Or certainly in that conversation with Nashville's and Anaheim's and. It's been nowhere near that. Now they, you know, they're, they're still a good, solid. I, I don't, you know, I think many teams would love to have what the blue line that the Calgary Flames have, but they have not been as stellar. You know, defensively, this team is right in the middle of the pack in the NHL, so they haven't been great defensively. And offensively, these guys aren't lighting it up. I, I think Hamilton's tied for the league lead for goalie goals by a defenseman, but big deal. I mean, as a group. They haven't been activated offensively. They haven't been as good defensively. So that's that's the biggest thing that hasn't happened. You know, Johnny Gaudreau has probably exceeded expectations. Sean Monaghan has lived up to expectations. Michael Furland has come, you know, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but he's he lit it up. He's disappeared of late. But, you know, Sam Bennett has been in a zero. Um, and the, the bottom two lines, the Calgary players, I would argue, would be amongst the bottom five in the National Hockey League, and that's been a big part of why the Flames are where they are. Their top two lines, very good amongst the league's best. Bottom two lines, amongst the league's worst. Well, before the Oilers' three-game winning streak, Eric, the Oilers were 31st in PK, 31st in power play, and 31st in save percentage. Uh, they've had a hot run for Talbot. They've moved up to 29th now in save percentage. <laughs> so you have numbers like that. You don't win games. You get that. Calgary's a little bit more unique. Uh, you talk about the defense, and you look at a team like Minnesota, three defensemen with 36-plus points. They can transition the puck, and they're a team that nobody talks about. They're top four. You mentioned Bennett, but tonight he's going to get an opportunity at the expense of Matthew Kachuk. That's a big loss for Calgary, isn't it? Huge. You know what? Outside of Smith, I would argue that he's the biggest loss this team could have. And most people say, well, wait a second, what about Goudreau? Matthew Kachuk is the heartbeat of this team. He is the emotional leader of this team. That's an amazing thing to say about a 20-year-old in his second year in the National Hockey League. But anybody who's watched any Flames games knows that this guy's give-a-crap meter is always at, you know, 11. And, and, and you can't say that about anybody else on this team. Mark Giordano is another guy who wears his heart on his sleeve every night. But Matthew Kachuk, if he's not scoring... He's mucking it up. If he's not mucking it up, he's drawing penalties. If he's not drawing penalties, you know, he's scoring. Like he, There's so many things he can do to help this team. You know, Goudreau's one-dimensional. Um, and, you know, and I don't want to take away from the other guys, but this is a huge loss. And emotion has been the biggest thing that's been missing in this team of late as they've kind of faltered down the stretch. And you take that guy away, it'll be amazing to see how they duplicate that. I don't think there's anybody, certainly on the team, there are only a few players in the league who can duplicate the emotion and the ability to agitate that that, uh, Matthew Kachuk brings. So that's a big, big loss. Well, I know the Oilers uh, did not think Paul Yarby was going to fall to them at four. And uh, it's my belief the team would have taken Sergachev over Kachuk at four. I just remember seeing Kachuk play in that line with Marner and Dvorak and Red Deer and Memorial Cup, and he was... On one on one leg, he was an like Chris. I mean, Chris Knobloch was with Erie. London had beaten Erie. And he goes, Bob, 
I think he broke his ankle. Like, I'm, he's got a bad high ankle sprain, and he goes, this guy is a player. He just brings it shift after shift. He goes, we can't answer him. And uh, and the Flames hit a home run, getting him at six in the draft, didn't they? Well, huge home run. And, I, you know, I guess the debate on any draft will be out there forever as to who got the best guy or, you know, who, yep. who made the big mistake to let him fall to six. And I just can tell you that I knew that day that the Flames – Every GM says at the end of the day, oh, we were. this is exactly what we'd hoped for. This is exactly what they were hoping for. They needed someone who could be truculent. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the genes that this kid's got, obviously, I mean, he plays exactly like his dad. You know, he's not the greatest skater. That's the only knock on him. But other than that, he makes up for that, you know, with, with every other thing that I detailed earlier. So, yeah, um, a home run and a home run earlier than, it, you know, almost any other guy in that draft and uh and I probably more than quicker than anybody in the Flames organization expected. You don't expect a guy who's eventually gonna be an agitator to come in and be that good an agitator uh in just his second year in the NHL. He he leads the NHL. I don't know if you've seen this stat, but your listeners might be interested. He's drawn more penalties in the NHL than anybody in the last two years including Connor McDavid. Connor's second on that list. I think he's drawn 70. Yeah. And 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 Matthew Kachuk's drawn 78. That is incredible. Incredible. Do you know, do you know why? Do you know why that's the case? Because the officials in this league have challenges being in the right position to call McDavid because of the speed that he moves at and you can't help but pay focus and attention to what Kachuk's got going on because he's overt and it's that's my theory on this. That's that that's interesting. I, I don't disagree with that. You know, Connor is so fast and catching up is probably an issue for some reps. And you can't but, miss what Kachuk's doing on the ice because he's got his nose and everything. Everything. And you know, Connor doesn't go to the front of the net the way Matthew Kachuk does. Few players in the NHL do. Yeah. I mean he just as soon as they enter the zone, he just goes straight to the to the blue paint and uh and when you do that all the time, you're going to take penalties and you're going to draw them. And uh, but also he he learned from his dad. There's no no doubt that it was from his dad. The art of just you know stinking the sticky glove in a guy's face, doing doing whatever it takes to make them mad, and none of it phases Kachuk. That's the interesting thing about what he does. If you watch him when he comes back, he doesn't. He's not an emotional player. Like he's not out there getting angry or screaming or anything. He just does it nonchalantly, and, and so it's second nature to him. Well, it's interesting because he, you know, he was around the dressing room all the time growing up as a kid. Like yeah. he was, he was bred to be a pro. And I look at a guy like Yesapoliarvi, who lived on his own since he was thirteen, and was a was a. But you know what I mean? Like he's got the physical tools workout machine, but the orders have to be patient with him because he's the antithesis in terms of his upbringing to what Kachuk went through. Eric Francis joining us. Eric, i got to ask you, uh, and we had a lot of debate on our show orders now about Leon Dreisaitl versus Sam Bennett, and I also personally always liked Curtis Lazar when he played with the Oil Kings. What what hasn't happened for those two players to secure full-time six, uh, top six duty in Calgary? Wow. Good question. I mean, Lazar, it just seems like he just has never been able to make that jump. Um, we all know players that have just dominated in junior, and you think they're a can't-miss, but for whatever reason, they can't seem to find their stride on this level. You know, Lazar's actually been a pretty good energy guy for this team, um, you know, on the fourth line, but that's, you know, obviously expectations are much higher. You know, Bennett, I'll, I'll say this. So to answer your question as to why, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's smarts, just hockey smarts and sense. Um, but I will say this: that Bennett can still contribute and be a very solid player and crash and bang and still contribute. You know, like uh, even if he's not on those top those top two lines. Um, but it, but you know, as far as as far as finding that scoring touch, I don't know if he'll ever find it. Um, he just doesn't seem to have the hockey sense that it takes to be in the right position at the right time. It's not for a lack of trying. The guy's a crasher and a banger, and he's he's very well liked in the room. But I I just don't. I I'm just going to guess and say he just doesn't quite get what they're asking him to do offensively. And now they're kind of almost given up on him to do that. All right, uh, a couple more questions for Eric Francis, longtime Calgary-based media personality. Edmonton has won seven straight. Uh, all the games over the last two years, a couple of the games haven't been very close. Do, do the Flames have a bugaboo with you? Is there something about Edmonton that has changed over the course of the last couple? Of, I, I will say this. The Oilers are a bigger, more physical team, much to the chagrin of a lot of our fans now. But a year ago, it wasn't an issue when Edmonton was you know, 47 wins and 103 points. That, to me, might be a factor, because I thought Calgary took some liberties in the past in the smaller winners teams. But I'd like to get your theory as to what's happened here over the last two seasons. I'm with you. I think that the size of this team, you know, now that you've, you don't have Maroon anymore, and I, you know, I know the game's going to more smaller, speedier, but I think that that was a big factor in it. There was an intimidation there when you got Lucic, and I, I just... I think that the, you know, again, I'll keep using the word truckments because of our friend Brian up here, but I, I just think that that was a big difference. You got to remember, too, that prior to this seven game winning streak, hadn't the Flames won like two, two years in a row or, you know, or, or nine of 10 or something against the Oilers? Like they absolutely dominated the Oilers in the previous two or three years. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows how to explain some of these things? And the questions for all the players this morning are can you put your finger on, why you've been able to dominate Calgary, or you know, you ask the Flames, why have they dominated you? If you look at the games, they're all different. You know, some are overtime games, some are, you know, some are blowouts. Uh, they're all different in every single one. The only common denominator is really that at the end of the day, the Calgary Flames couldn't get it done. So uh, it'll be very interesting tonight because here you have a scenario where the Oilers can basically end the Flames' playoff hopes. Uh, and I remember where the shoe was on the other foot yep. years ago, and the Calgary Flames did their best to try and ruin the Oilers' playoff chances. One year, I remember they did. Um, and I have to tell you that it's uh, the Calgary Flames. Their man, their their mo this year seems to be: whenever you think they're going to zig, they zag. When you think they're going to keep winning and putting a bunch together, they go on a losing streak, and vice versa. Right now, they're terrible at home. They've won one game in regulation in their last 11 at home, and now they're playing a team they've lost seven in a row to. I think that everybody thinks the Flames are going to lose. That's kind of why I think the Flames are going to win, because it doesn't make any sense. One final one for you about dollars and cents. Edmonton uh, got the push. Different scenario. Edmonton needed to rebuild downtown. The mayor was fully on board. Gary Bettman bring, uh, brought the parties together, the Cates group and, and the city, when, when there were some challenges there. Uh, Gary was in Edmonton a week ago. I did an event with him. I know he said that day and the next day. Cal, where are we at with the arena deal in Calgary? And he basically said, what, what, what did he exactly say, Eric? And how concerned is the market here? He said uh, we're nowhere, and, uh, and he doesn't expect it to go anywhere, anywhere soon. And he's absolutely right. 
Um, I think I told you when I was on the show last, yeah. I'm convinced the Calgary Flames are leaving, and that's not any. I don't think anyone in Edmonton actually really wants to hear that as much as they hate the Flames. Um, they're not. Uh, Eric, Eric, they're not. Are you serious? You think the Calgary Flames might be leaving? I absolutely think the Calgary Flames are leaving. I, I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying next year or wow. the year after. But Houston has an arena and a buyer with tons of money and a will to have a team there. And the owners, you know, the NHL is familiar with Houston. There's no doubt in my mind. Listen, Murray Edwards calls most of the shots for these owners. And if he doesn't now, he will in a two or three years when the other owners, they're all very, very old. Murray Edwards is going to have control of this team, already basically does. Murray Edwards moved to London, England for tax purposes because he can't stand the government at the federal, provincial, or municipal level. They're all very anti-business and anti-rich guy. And, and, and so he's, this is, he's, uh, you know, he's cutting ties with Alberta in a big way. I don't blame him. If I was a businessman, I would cut ties with Alberta too. And I see no future for this team here. Uh, this city is not, the future here is not good in this city with the oil game not going well and not, no, no great future ahead of it. I don't want to sound all doom and gloom, although I am, obviously. I just think Murray Edwards will be the one to easily go, look, I'm selling the team. And a lot of people could get confused and they say, they wouldn't sell to Houston. They're, they won't sell out, you know, games in Houston. He doesn't care if they sell out in Houston. He would get a check for $650 million and smile and say, well, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good run we had in Alberta. And wash his hands of the whole thing. Now, I'll just go back to Batman because a lot of people say, Batman would never let a team leave Canada. No, no, he doesn't want to see a team leave Canada, but there will be no options. No other owners are going to step into this situation here in Calgary. And Gary Batman wants, you know, he knows that this mayor is not going to budge. This mayor's here for another four years. Something's got to give before the end of four years. Not looking good. Wow. All right. I, I I think in 2026 with the Olympics, that's when you get your in. Now, can the team can a team handle that? Can they wait that long? Oh, I I think if two things on that, the IOC came into town and said, no, you know what, your rink's fine. You don't need another rink. You can have the hockey tournament in Edmonton and Vancouver, no problem. You want to know how much of a kick in the stones that was to every Calgarian? And and the second thing is, whoa, whoa, did um, that did that happen? That happened. That was about a, two months ago. So the IOC is fine with it. They say you don't need a new rink. So that blew that connection and that hope. That was kind of Calgary's faint hope clause. And so that's gone now. And, um, you know, if you're not going to – and so that that's a whole other discussion for another day. I'm happy to talk to you about the Olympics and why Calgary should not bid for the Olympics. But, you know, that so that's that. And then, you know, if, if you're not going to get an arena through the Olympics, then, then you know, where's your hope? You're, it's just not going to happen. Wow. Eric, we're going to have this conversation again during the summer, but thanks for joining us and setting up tonight's game. Anytime, my man. Let's enjoy the game tonight. All right, see you there. That's Eric Francis, Calgary-based media personality, works with Sportsnet and with Post Media. When we come back, we'll get to Mr. Lube Trivia. I did not see that coming. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton 
showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jazz Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday night's date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Hey, we got a hockey road trip next fall. Sweden and Germany. To get on our registration list for the Oilers Now Hockey Road Trip to Sweden and Germany, where space will be limited, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. Your New West Travel package will include flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. To Mr. Lube Trivia, winter driving begins at Mr. Lube, Canada's leader in car maintenance. Up for grabs a $50 gift certificate to Mr. Lube and bragging rights. It's a pretty easy uh, question, actually, today. Yes, the Paul Yarby went fourth to the Oilers in 2016. Matthew Kachuk went sixth to the Calgary Flames in 2016. Who went fifth to Vancouver? That's what we're looking for. We're going to go off to break. Global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, Horse Racing, Alberta, when we return.